Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Stradio Lab, an intellectual podcast about straight culture. And also a stupid podcast about nothing. Don't say that. It's just true. I don't want to lie to our listeners. I'm George Severis. And I'm Sam Taggart. And, and this, this is, is Stradio Lab. Podcast starts now. Okay. Podcast starts now. What's up, everybody? And welcome to Radio Lab. Back from the grave. You thought we were dead, but actually we were training and we're stronger than ever. And I just want to say, the old Radio Lab can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because she doesn't get out of bed for under $3 million. <laughs> wow. Say that. And I just want to say... For the listeners at home, this podcast has always been about a few things. It's been about straight culture, sort of. It's been about making a podcast entirely. It's been about transparency. Mm. And in the spirit of transparency, mm -hmm. I want to say that we are um, coming off of doing a full intro that completely messed up <laughs> due to technical difficulties. So we are sort of emotionally raw. We are on edge in a way that... I would say uh, I'm physically bleeding from multiple in multiple parts of my body. I'm breaking out in hives. I'm bleeding, but it's uh, what's it called when it's psychological? Um, not bleeding. Munchausen. <laughs> I'm bleeding, but it's Munchausen. <laughs> I'm bleeding, but psychosomatic is the word I was looking for. Oh. I am. I am actually. I'm actually bleeding, and my limbs are falling, but it's all in my head. <laughs> Yeah, George is actually hosting a collaboration between Bleeding and Munchausen. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the two girls teamed up inside of George's body. <laughs> Collab of the season. And that's why I'm excited to partner. I'm excited to partner with Munchausen for the launch of the collab 
between psychosomatic limb falling and podcasting. So I have to say, George, when you were speaking a moment ago, it actually did yeah. start to cut out. And I, we, no. the fear that I could feel from our guests today and myself included, well, it was there. No. Here's what I'll say. From now on, technical difficulties are not a big deal. If something happens and let's say I have to switch my Wi-Fi again, everyone's going to be chill about it. Okay. I think that's a great rule. <laughs> then why does everyone look frightened? <laughs> I'm perplexed because I feel like we were nothing but chill when you were figuring it out. So I resent Whereas that. I was on the verge of having a mental breakdown the entire time. <laughs> I've been relaxed this whole time until now. <laughs> now I'm pissed off. Okay, now, now, I'm, okay, really now I'm pissed. And, and now I'm pissed. Sam, you were saying the podcast, you know, on one level, it's a podcast about straight culture. Mm-hmm. On another level, it's about radical honesty. Mm-hmm. And then on a yet third level, it's kind of a horseshoe theory where the radical honesty becomes almost toxic dishonesty. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just want to say the question for this season, season three, which is starting today, the first season sponsored by Munchausen, is where do we go from here? <laughs> Up. Exactly. <laughs> to the tippy top, baby. I'm talking primetime NBC podcasting. <laughs> I'm almost like, should we just bring in the guests and and I, I feel like there's this pressure to reintroduce, to relaunch. And in fact, our sponsor Munchausen has done all that for us. And I think it's time to just dive right in. Wait, I want to say before we dive right in. You should. That we don't need this pressure. We don't. I don't feel pressure because you know what? A season three of a podcast, what does that mean? Let's start there. Does it mean anything? Well... That's a slippery slope if I've ever heard one. (laughs) I want to say one thing before we start. Okay. I have missed you. Seeing you on my screen, being with you every week, it is the greatest honor of my life to have a professional relationship and a collaborative relationship with you. And it is an honor to be back, this time while bleeding. George. You are my... That's the Munchausen's talking. <laughs> Honestly, my my makeup is running. <laughs> Bowen's Munchausen is acting up. <laughs> Sorry, All Sam, of I us are sponsored by Munchausen. <laughs> <laughs> each of us have Munchausen in different ways. We actually each have Munchausen by proxy to someone we have chosen. <laughs> I'm poisoning Sam. Sam is poisoning Bowen. Bowen is poisoning Matt. Wow. Every goddamn day. <laughs> to no avail. Phantom threat over here. <laughs> Not for lack of trying. Lack of trying. <laughs> T. T. Um, T. Okay, George, um, mm. it's a pleasure to be hosting a podcast with you again. Um, I've been lost this summer without you, and our personal and professional relationship is one of the strongest in my life. And I just want to say, so often this summer, I feel... Like, if I do not talk to you, I will, in fact, collapse. And I maybe will text you kind of in the middle of the day something that's that's a small thing. Maybe I'll send you something I found funny. Or maybe I'll say, like, oh, LOL to something. And then sometimes you rightly will respond appropriately. You'll be like, oh, haha. And then I will be crushed because, in fact, I was trying to start a two-hour-long conversation. And I realize, in fact, what I'm missing is a recorded podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a great texter, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not I don't feel like engaging, suit. I just sort of leave it. Yeah. It's not a good quality. I don't take pride in it, but it's just a fact. Mm-hmm. Matt and Bowen, how has your professional relationship strained your friendship? 
I, immensely. Yeah, a lot. Uh huh. Um, I mean, and I'll tell you something. It got really hard once we signed our big deal right. yeah. well, with iHeart. Can I say when we signed our big deal with iHeart, <laughs> I don't think we really made too much of it on the mic. So I feel right. like this, <laughs> is, this is your first mistake. Yeah. Oh. Is even talking and, and, about it. And you know what I feel is almost like uh, Lindsay Lohan saying, I could hear myself, I could hear everyone being annoyed with me, but I couldn't stop when she's talking about Regina all the time. And to me, Regina is iHeart. Yeah. Mm. Well, Katie Heron said that. Lindsay Lohan didn't say that. <laughs> no, it was, was improvised. A it was improvised. In the movie that said it. it was improvised. No, Tina Fey, Dame Tina Fey wrote those words through Katie Heron. And well, don't you forget it. No, it, it was a kind of Christopher Guest type thing. Tina Fey has talked about this. That entire movie was improvised. Wait. She's never said that. George. She has never said George, that. George, yeah. you, when you watched The Parent Trap, did you think Lindsay Lohan actually had a twin? A lot of people thought this. This is a, this is a really important question. <laughs> it says a lot about you. I, I mean, she did, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a professional relationship strain. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yeah. She got, she got the big film and suddenly her twin was dead. <laughs> Talk about a relationship strain. Lindsay Lohan with herself. Oh, my God. <laughs> God damn it. I have it. nothing to add. Well, let's bring in our guests, shall we? Okay. <laughs> This has been such awkward humor. Oh, this no. Is, I, I, no. Awkward humor. No. Random. No. It's random. Not don't random. stop it. You're random. tipping it. Don't, you're tipping it. Don't tip I'm it. I'm tipping it. I got it. I'm getting excited. Can we be brought in? I think it's time to bring in our guests. <laughs> and why do you feel that it's time? Please give a warm welcome <laughs> to style superstar Carson Kressley. <laughs> and the always hilarious Michelle Visage. Yeah. Yes. Hi. <laughs> so Boys. are we? Do you? Who do you think? Do you think that Carson is like? I was just thinking. Are we as gay as Carson? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, but yeah. for our yeah. time, the standards are different. Yeah. We I are. Think you're right. We are to Carson. What Carson was in his time, we are now. Mm-hmm. Parentheses yeah. derogatory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, parenthesis derogatory and 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 a big joke. And a big joke. Well, I do think, you know, in 15 years or whatever, there will be new gay podcasters on the scene and they'll be like, and welcome mm-hmm. to the stage, like uh, the hilarious yeah. Matt Rogers. And it'll be like inherently like, like they won't have said anything mean, but it'll be like, that's meant to be mean. And it's like, hey, you're making fun yeah. of him. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like when they call him a style superstar, that's like meant as a hurtful insult. <laughs> Yeah, and I think anyone watching, anyone watching, derogatory. Anyone watching, <laughs> and he's wearing like no, it's an insult. A Liberace cape. Yeah, yeah. style superstar, like, and he's in like style a superstar. G- Literally, he's crying. He's plastic like, bag with glitter on it. I'm doing Stop. my best. <laughs> Stop. And the hilarious Ross Matthews. And the hilarious air quotes Ross Matthews. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think George, you're right. I do think it's time to bring in our guests. <laughs> Should we bring them in? <laughs> I mean, that's the question on everybody's lips. All of America wants to know, should we bring them in? You know, I think there's almost, there, I am sensing something very productive about the tension of they are half in, half out. Yeah. And there's, it, a, queer, it, there's a queerness to that. Yeah, mm. it's sort of, well, it's, it's definitely like anti sort of border. It's sort of saying like, it what is literally if there MIA countries? Borders, what's up with that? That is what <laughs> is happening right now. Yeah. 
and it's what's crazy is like even internally like i even though they're not speaking on it um mm-hmm. because they haven't been invited to no. um i feel that our guests like when we say should we bring in our guests they assume the position of guests who have not been brought in but then when we fake bring them in they assume yeah. the position of guests that have been brought in and it's right. sort of like they need to like examine why they're like believing these borders you know it is it's work they have to do themselves and it's work we can't do for them so it's very much like you know the dog is used to the cage you open the cage the dog still wants to be in the cage oh my god <laughs> shh, shh. Sorry. And so it's not, you know, even now I'm like, I'm like, you know, they could actually speak up right now, but they they are not. Even though mm-hmm. they have already spoken in the past, they they now suddenly are back in the not having been brought in stage. That's because Match. we have really good boundaries. <laughs> um. So please welcome. Without further ado. From the hit film Fire Island. <laughs> Bo and Yang and Matt Rogers. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Hey, Chicas. Hey, Chicas. Hey, Chicas. You live in La Vida Loca, girls. <laughs> How the hell's it going? You guys really are living La Vida Loca today, aren't Oh, you? a little bit. We're so not far. above it. We are, and it's getting loca-er and loca-er as we go. <laughs> oh, my God. Mas loca. Mas y mas. Mas y mas. Yes. Matt, you just woke up. Tell us about that. Well... As you all know, we attended the Lady Gaga concert last night at the MetLife Stadium in yes. East Rutherford, New Jersey. <laughs> and I, as a result of staying up late after the concert mm-hmm. and even getting into it with somebody. Oh. Oh. I woke up a little bit late today. Yeah. It's true. Like sexually or violently? Can you tell us? <laughs> Honey. Well, I got into it sexually with someone. And it was decidedly not violent. <laughs> Huge. Is this someone we know? No, it was a bartender. <gasps> oh, that's so oh. fun. Oh wow. my god. Wow. I feel like I feel I, loved I it. feel like this is 2013. Matt, look at me. Congrats. I was congrats. gonna say that too. Yeah, congrats. It's very 2013. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought yeah, I thought Sam was gonna agree with that. It was very 2013. No, I agree. It's 2013. It's, it's very it's HBO's very girls. It's very 2013. It's HBO's girls. I think there's a world where he can both agree that it's very 2013 and say congrats. And, and, and for a bartender to be, to be a supporting character is very 2013. Yes. <laughs> May have found my Steve. May have found my Steve. Ex- yes. And in some ways it's. But he told me he told me he is partnered. He is. Partnered, OK. So. OK. Well, well, that could work. Yeah. I mean, this is. Rebo- I yeah. I mean, in the reboot, Steve is Polly. Actually, he's dying. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Writing down that idea for a rom-com. <laughs> Can it work with someone who's partnered? <laughs> oh, my God. That's the title. Partnered. Oh, my Can God. Can it work? <laughs> wait, wait. Uncoupled. Uncoupled. Ooh. Oh, write that down. Uncoupled. Oh, smart. Smart, smart. Starring style superstar Carson Kressley. <laughs> And the hilarious and Ross the Matthews. Hilarious Ross Matthews. Oh, imagine a imagine a rom com with them. That would be kind of that would be fun. Crazy. That would be really fun. I think so. Playing themselves. Wait, not to be like the most simple minded sort of A to B. Well, um, you know, unimaginative person on the globe. Right. But should we just sort of talk about? Should we sort of get into to. the fact that we were at Chromatica last night? Yes. And maybe not just. I think we have to. And we have to. We have to. Chromatica have to. is the is a huge album for this podcast because yes. it it came I mean, I would say the entire release cycle, if you can call it that, of that <laughs> album 
was was uh, you know was tracked painstakingly by the pod. I remember yeah. we had Amy Zimmer on to talk about Lady Gaga as a concept when um, Stupid Love came out, and she said something I think is very wise, which is the promise of Lady Gaga is like if Lady Gaga fails, then the 2010s were for nothing. <laughs> wow. It's that's, like yeah, the reason why we have faith in Lady Gaga is because we have to believe there was some point to the 2010s. It's sunken cost yeah. fallacy. It's like yes. when you go, you know, <laughs> yeah. I've spent I've spent too much time on this thing already. And if I quit, then that, that would have been a waste of my time. At, yeah, at that exactly. point, if you quit, it's like, well, what was the point of what was the point of Obama? What was the point of marriage equality? Oh my what God. was the point of HBO's girls? It, yeah, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. Ooh, that is so true. I think that last night Lady Gaga proved that the 2010s. Mattered. I completely agree. And that's what I felt. That's that. what I think ultimately happened last night was she, in singing her songs, made us all dance and remember. And um, when I was leaving the concert last night, I thought back to all the times when I first heard those amazing songs. Mm -hmm. And I thought this was a time capsule, it was a journey. Uh, both in a literal and figurative sense. Yeah, it was an emotional that. journey as well as a journey to another planet. And not just the cap soul, but a cap stone. Thank you. As in it was the conclusion of the 2010s. Now we can finally move on. Now the 2020s can begin. Can truly begin. I was going to say. Decade begins now. Decade starts Decade now. begins now. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's, like, it's like how only, it's like how it took Lady Gaga three songs last night to say act one. And and let's talk about that. And let's talk let's about nonlinear storytelling. Let's talk about Fleabag. Yes. yes. Because Is Fleabag nonlinear? I mean, there's flashbacks <laughs> in the first season. How dare you? I can't believe you're fact-checking my co-host. <laughs> I cannot believe this is happening right Fleabag now. Fleabag is pretty linear. There's this. Okay, if, if Jordan it's not, says it's not, it's not yellow linear, jackets. This is not our house. This is not our house. <laughs> if he says it's not linear, it's not linear. Do it's you like, think, so Bowen, that the concert was yellow jackets or Fleabag? <laughs> I, think, I think it was succession. I think it was purely linear. Yeah. Purely linear. Because she gave us prologue, acts one yeah. through four, and finale, which is classically, which is a classic structure. That is, you're right. It is a classic structure and it is succession. Finale. Um, finale. My final for, act. Finale. <laughs> finale. <laughs> Did she even call the first three songs prologue? No, no she or did we just thrust we, it. We no, that. but she, she knew not. what she was doing. It, it, it made it better that then without expecting it, you saw the words act one. Yeah, when actually the way I felt when I saw the words act one, I, I immediately was like, oh, so this, I thought this was a concert. And actually, it's a story. And that really, I screamed. I said, I didn't know I was seeing a film today. I thought I was seeing a concert. What do we think the story was? Okay, that's okay. Important. Mm, that's a really good okay, question. Okay, that's great. That's, that's great. Really so it starts when she's in a thing, a sort of a cocoon. Yeah. And it, uh, she's, she's so a she's, bad she's, romance. She's, bad romance. So she's, uh, okay, I think she's kidnapped in Berlin. Okay. Yeah. She's in the she's, she's in the basement at Bergheim. She's in a she's in the basement at Bergheim. I just want to say to be clear, I know the answer. I know what the story is. So I'm just like listening to see if you guys get it. I want to hear Sam do it. Yeah. No, I I'm saying I I'm I'm listening, but I do know. So at the end I will confirm if you're right. You're going to fact check. I just want to say the story is whatever the whatever the the viewer no, interprets George, it as. No, George. Sam keep going. The, no. Shh. 
Okay, so she's kidnapped yeah. and she's in the basement of Bergheim. And they're playing her mm-hmm. songs upstairs, which is crazy because she knows all the words to them. So she's sort of singing along. <laughs> and she's <laughs> like... <laughs> and so so then that's the <laughs> prologue is like, we're starting here. And then it's sort of her journey out of Bergheim. Um, huh. So it's act two. <laughs> um, act, we're, at, we're at act one. Oh, right. So that's the we're prologue. It's like, let's yeah. start there. Yeah. Act you two, think act yeah. one is the prologue. <laughs> No, no, no. Sam needs to keep going because he's dead on right. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so that's the prologue. And then the act one. Um, so that was sort of... Um, Alice. She, my she's name on is like... Alice. Okay, so that was about identity. Money. That was about identity. Yeah, yeah. So she was clearly going undercover to get out of Bergheim. She was like, my name isn't is Alice. Alice. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not... <laughs> but it's also not Stephanie, nor is it Gaga. Oh, <laughs> Oh my god. She has Munchausen's for names. <laughs> okay, so she's going undercover is not Alice to leave Bergheim. So far, so good. So yeah. far, this is the Matt, story. Ten out of ten. So far, okay, so good. Okay, so then it gets to act two, and that's sort of when we get to um Chromatica two into nine one one. So that actually she had escaped, but she had PTSD for being locked in the basement for too long. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> So then she had to pop a 911. Yeah. Because of yeah. the, the and mental I'm, and trauma. And I'm so sorry to interrupt, but it, exactly. I was going to say it goes from identity to trauma, which is such a classic narrative. It's so, but yeah. the, in that order, too. But see, yeah. she's calling 911 because she lives in a, in a country <laughs> where dialing 911 doesn't summon the police, it summons social workers. Mm, and she whoa. goes. And she she wants she wants help with her mental with her mental health. It's not propaganda. People are saying nine one one is propaganda, and I just want to say no, it's not. It's social work propaganda. Yeah, yeah. It's social yeah. work propaganda, which is what we need more of now more than ever. Absolutely, we really need more social workers to stand up in the world so that we can this, do propaganda for them. In the world of Chromatica, nine one one is for the nationalized mental health care line. It's not yes. for the cops. Yes. So then after that, she realizes that she needs to put on a show um, because <laughs> she realizes that she needs art to um, to sort of be her therapy because the social workers weren't supported enough economically to give her the support that she needed. So that's when she gets to the piano and sort of yeah. sings some songs because she's like, maybe this will help. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Does it? <laughs> Correct. That is the story. Why is that? Why is the piano made of trees? Why is the piano like a gnarled wood? Oh, um, because she made it herself. Oh, yeah. She made it. Okay. She made it herself. Yeah. You, so you think you think it's she made it herself, not because it's a climate change uh, metaphor? Allegory. Yeah. Oh. Allegory. No. No. She doesn't really care about. There that. was no. There was. She doesn't <laughs> she care. She does about not that. care about. <laughs> Lady Gaga does not care about the planet. Wait. What? That's why she's leaving it. That's, That's why, why she abandoned it. Oh, that, I mean, in that she way, care about in that planet. way, it's very Taylor Swift getting on her private jet because she's like, oh, there's climate change, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. 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 She's yeah. like, I'm not gonna be stuck here. <laughs> yeah. Big. Hey, she's like, I have time. my own demons to fight. <laughs> Lady Gaga was actually quoted as saying, we have to get off this planet yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) So then she sang the songs on the piano and then it gets to... um, um, Finale. The finale. Finale, yeah. 
Okay, so the finale, I sort of read that as um, her learning that it's not about um, social workers helping you. It's not about art helping you. It's about commercial success helping you. That's the only way you can fill the emotional hole caused by being tied up in the basement at Bergheim. Which is why she got Ariana Grande on the track. She said, how do I get a hit? She said, put her on the damn track. I'm cashing in, baby. That was her. That was her iHeart deal moment. (laughs) (laughs) That was when Lady Gaga sold out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a. That is actually a very powerful narrative that you have just. uh, Well, and then obviously the the cherry on top being ending with "Hold My Hand" and sort of being like this song, you know, couldn't be further from Bergheim. We are gone. That that is in the past. Well, it's not just that. It's the natural endpoint of commercialization it's like she's singing this song that sounds personal and it is for a movie that is literal military propaganda yeah so it's like it's it's the cherry on top she's like okay and now here's my new work inspired by the journey i just took that made me realize the only way out of identity and trauma is through commercial enterprise and that's right it's called hold my hand and it is for top gun maverick (laughs) and guess what and guess what you're gonna gag for it (laughs) Yeah. And boy, did we! I did gag for it. Actually, I was. I, I really did. I actually love and have stand hold my hand for months now. And you're point. a trailblazer. And me, a full day. I was shocked at how how much she sold it. I mean, to take that song, she sold it. I was like, "There's no way she can make me like this song." And there I was. What many it. are calling a seaside from Born This Way <laughs> that she filed through the drawers. I was like, what do I have for Top Gun Maverick? I have this one. Maybe this. <laughs> well, maybe I'll just try it. I'll give this one a whirl again. And then she ended her Chromatica ball with the song. A tour two and, and a I half years say, in the making. A tour that she had all the time in the world to perfect. And and this is what we got. It was a wonderful show. But you have to imagine, show. you have to imagine that the entire time she knew that she actually, it wasn't even about public health, her canceling the tour. It was like, I don't have the finale song. And then once Hold, once Hold My Hand became such a global hit, she was like, we can go out on the road. I know how I'm gonna end the show. I have my Beyonce's Halo. I have my Torch song that will end all my concerts going forward. And that is what the concert was about. The journey to find Hold the My journey Hand. To find hold hold my my hand. hand. Hold My Hand was the capstone. That's right. The capstone to the capstone. Period. Period. Hold My Hand is, again, it's like it is the end of her work and it is the end of the work of the 2010s. Mm-hmm. It is, oh, it is, I would yeah. say it is a loss of innocence. It's like, oh, this that is, is the so only, true. W- there's no, it is post postmodernism. <laughs> well, and that's why it's such a Gen Z anthem. Exactly. <laughs> when she saw Jennifer Connelly get off that boat and her hair was still perfect she said i'm so inspired i'm inspired by the love i saw between tom cruise and jennifer i'm no longer innocent she said Mm. no i'm no longer innocent i've changed i can start my new decade now but only after i record this song that i've had for a while (laughs) she called up lockheed martin and said boy have i got a track for you boys (laughs) yeah you're about to cash some big checks because missiles are going to be on the menu again uh-huh. I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I cannot wait for this to be over so I can listen to Hold My Hand. <laughs> Matt, please don't say you can't wait for our podcast recording to be over. No, That's really can't. hurtful. 
That's like really hurtful. Can't wait. <laughs> We're network sisters now. I cannot wait. I'm edging. Not just that you can't wait for it to be over, so that you can listen to Hold My <laughs> Hold Hand. Hold My Hand. <laughs> 100%. One of the greatest songs. The song that started this decade, if I'm to be well, concerned. Well, that we can all agree on. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Stradio. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, wait, I want to say, yeah. everyone go around. I'm going to be mm. my mom right now. Everyone go around and say their favorite moment from the concert. Go. I loved... But who first? I'll, I'll go first. I oh, loved... Dang. For a dancing moment, I loved Replay. And yes. Replay was uh, really good. But Bowen, you, you loved another song. I loved a couple other songs. I, love, I, I thought it was really special that we all got to listen to Shallow together live. Agree. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I loved... I woke up yesterday morning the day of the concert and i decided the first thought i had was 
I'm going to like Hold My Hand. I did not care for that song before. I woke up yesterday and chose peace and love for Hold My Hand. The and power said, of positive gonna, thinking. And I was like, I'm going to be. I'm surprised you didn't what? say Enigma. Enigma is whatever. Oh, oh. Well, who was I with that was like standing Enigma? I, well, I Not do stand me. Enigma, but it wasn't, wasn't me, me last night. But I said, Maybe it was I said, I'm going to be off book by this, but by the concert. I learned every single word mm. and it was amazing. It was an amazing song. That's it. Okay. That's, that's me. All right. Matt. Okay. Matt. Well, I have to say I enjoyed every part of the concert <laughs> and I've already expressed that my favorite part was hold my hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if I had to sort of just, you know, pick another favorite, I would say that I absolutely, and I'm, I actually got some flack from our readers, which is what we call the fans of our podcast for not standing replay the way everyone else was. And replay was fabulous last night. It was so fabulous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think that while Shallow was incredible, I have to say, always remember us this way was giving. Really? I completely and agree. I loved always remember us this way. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Love everything she did at the piano. And like, I also did give, get my life to that acoustic thousand doves. Like a thousand doves. Which the, the, the lyrics of which you do not, you, the, the, the host of this podcast, you do not know. Oh, we don't know about, but then no, someone no, did write in and say that us, she did she different changed the lyrics. lyrics. She, she did changed the lyrics. lyrics. It was, it was the Sam and George gaslighting edition of the song. <laughs> she, okay. she did different lyrics so that we would look stupid because she's mad that we haven't had her on. I want to say in response to Matt, uh, always remember us this and way. And stupid love. And stupid, yes. oh, stupid love. love was so fun. With always remember us this way, I actually, uh, when she started the song, it didn't fully hit me what what she was singing. And my first thought was, oh, she's covering a mm. classic song. <laughs> she's doing a cover <laughs> of sky. a classic song. That's like it in your it, 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 the confidence. It. Did, who would have thought that it was not even the song from the soundtrack that didn't win the Oscar? Wow. She didn't even do any covers, I guess. No, right? she didn't do any she, covers. She doesn't usually. No covers, no, no. guest stars, and and None. honestly, no weird like mashups or anything. Like it was very much like one song after the other. Wait, but have you have you guys ever heard um the story of when Bowen and I went to go see the Taylor Swift 1989 World Tour and she had famously she famously had many guest stars and the uh, most iconic guest star that she brought out was to walk to walk the runway during style was Uzo, Uzo Aduba. Aduba. <laughs> oh yeah. And then she came out, you got that James Dean, James and it was Uzo just like <laughs> That is so funny. Uzo Aduba, who I complimented at an Emmys party last year, I said, in treatment was spectacular. You were so good in that. And she did not want to talk to me at all. She was like, thanks. And I just let me say this about let me say this about the in treatment reboot starring Uzo Aduba, who I think is I love I think she's She's one of our great talents. But here's what I'll say. The marketing of that show, if you look at the poster for it, she is fully wearing a snatched model look to yeah. play the therapy. It looks like an it looks scene. like an ad for like I don't know. She's wearing the Dolce and Gabbana Beyonce belt yeah. with the key on it. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> she is she is literally done in every <laughs> yeah. single yeah. scene. Yeah. She, she's just she she's at in. home. <laughs> She walks in. It's like professionally truly and styled. It's like Trinity the Tuck walks in and she's like, "Let's get to it, girl." Yeah, in her own house. So your father, Trinity's famous, Trinity's famous line. Let's "Let's get get to it, girl. 
Um, Let's get to it, girl. All right, so okay, George, George, what was your, George, what was favorite, your favorite, favorite moment of the moment? And I'm sorry to be uh, kind of cliche, mm -hmm. but my favorite moment was when she said, if they come for gay marriage in this country, you know what will happen. You know oh, what yeah. will happen. No, we don't. No, no one knows. That was a... Uh, you know what's going to happen. And then my uh, second what? favorite <laughs> moment was when she said, after talking about how much difficulty we've all seen in the last two years, she said, but we have seen so much kindness and positivity and no one clapped. <laughs> people were like, where? It was like literally the opposite is true. 55,000 people, <laughs> no one we, clapped. Well, I, I, there is they all went like this. They did, they did the this emoji. <laughs> I'm doing the side. It's the, it's the, the, the side I confused emoji. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that moment was when they found polio in the sewage in New York City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When she said that. Yeah, when she said kindness, that. she meant polio. She was in like, that, "We have seen, seen so much so polio. polio. So much polio. <laughs> and then she came We've out as seen patient so zero. So much disease. Yeah. <laughs> Every time she spoke to the audience, it made even less sense than the time before. <laughs> Unconnected. At thoughts. no point did she. Pat and I have this uh, joke, uh, kind of an inside joke, in fact. Oh where wow! We talk about certain Jealous. people, and we're like, and we Didn't say know you they two need knew to each be other like that. <laughs> we, we'll talk about someone, and we'll say, you know, they need to be tagged in the "say one single thing that makes sense" challenge. <laughs> and I would say Gaga needs to be tagged in the "say one single thing that makes sense" challenge. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, uh, yeah, that stuff was really making me laugh. I wanted almost more of it um, because what you want from her is kooky, kookiness. Kooky, kooky. Kooky, kooky. Someone did, some, someone did, like, I, I have to say, against my will, I did chuckle when someone posted a photo of the crowd last mm. night and, the, and said, there could be 55,000 <laughs> people in a room. It's all, And I was like, all, that'll well, never made me laugh. get old. It's that'll so funny. No. Also, the, the another thing that she said was she was like, talking about her memories of Jersey and being like, in the boardwalk, come on, I've had my good times. Uh, and the, uh, remember that one? <laughs> Who could forget? Who could forget the beach? <laughs> the commitment to Jersey rather than just being like, yeah. giving it a New shout York. out and then mostly talking about New York. The the commitment to Jersey. She was like, what about those Sopranos? <laughs> it was well, so funny. <laughs> Jersey boys! Jersey Matt, boys! I think, I think they, I think every Pop star who performs there is told you cannot mention New York City before Jersey. Like I, when, we, when Matt and I saw Taylor Swift there, she like barely talked about New York either. All she did was say, wow, it's so great to be in Jersey tonight. Like never mentioned New York once except in Welcome to New York. Wow. I think she did say like, and who is here from New York? And the entire crowd <laughs> screamed. And she was like, okay. And that this, and then she, I think she probably did like, and hashtag awkward right uh seg segue into welcome to new york you okay. know and speaking of awkward segues Wait, i think I it might be time my, for our first but i haven't done my favorite yeah. moment. sam has to say his favorite which we will do after let me finish which we will do after sam says his best moment <laughs> I, Good save. I was like, wait, I'm literally being erased right this second in front on my own podcast. This is so crazy. Very suspect. That was suspect. Very suspect. Okay. Very suspect. Well, very inconsiderate. And thank you. I think, um, honest, honestly, the top moment for me was, it's already been mentioned, seeing Shallow with everybody was yeah. so crazy. When she literally goes into the like, oh, and it was like, She's doing it. She's doing the thing we all yeah, did yeah. for like years. Like this is Powerful. so crazy. Yeah. 
I could not believe it. Was amazing. It. That was like seeing a whale so jump in the ocean. Like I was like, I didn't think I would see this in my life. <laughs> like <laughs> that was like being on the moon. Like I was just like, I'm I'm there. <laughs> You're so right, Sam. That's also how I felt when she did the Chromatica two to nine one one. And that was the transition. other one I was gonna say. I was like, oh my god, I've listened to this so many times, and now I'm here, and it's happening. It was it was breathtaking. I was moved. I felt that way about Hold My Hand, for sure. <laughs> I said, oh my God, this song that I liked today, she's doing it. <laughs> the song that I liked today. <laughs> also, and to be the most basic, mm. Rain On Me was such a damn sleigh. Okay, I was but jumping up and down. We no, say it, We were jumping. Stupid Love is a better song. What? I was shocked that she didn't end on Stupid Love because... What? I'm sorry, Rain On Me has a feature that was like being played from the speakers. You like to end on something where you're hearing like a recorded uh, right, featured artist. Right. That seems so anticlimactic to me. I couldn't believe she couldn't pull any special guest to come out and do that, even if it wasn't Ariana. Like, not there couldn't be yeah. anyone. I agree with that, yeah. Matt. I was yeah, like, surely someone's coming. You couldn't fly in like Pooh. She, no. He'd love to be around she, these gay men. She doesn't do this. She's never done this. Not once. Not in the since the biggest. Not since the Fame Ball. She does not pull out special guests because I think she also thinks it's very important for people to associate her sharing the stage with someone else and that only that person only being Tony Bennett for now. Do you know what, what I mean? about Bradley Cooper? Sure, and Bradley, like after she's in a fucking movie with him. But I'm saying, sure, like, sure, sure. she didn't bring out Beyonce for Telephone ever. She never no, brought out, no, no. like, you know, fucking Florence for Hey Girl. Or, you know, like, she just doesn't do that. You guys are not <laughs> true little monsters. <laughs> no, no, I, mean, no, I, you are, I know I, you're I, right. I ultimately was not expecting her to bring out anyone. Like, but which is why it would have been yeah. the biggest gag of all if of she surpassed those expectations. Of course, of course. The biggest gag of all. Of all. What be if there was a guess? <laughs> I believe the, the gagging gag. is the future. <laughs> future. Gag them well and let them gag away. Learning to gag yourself is the big. Learning to gag away. That is the greatest gag if you gag too hard, that you even throw up. Oh my God. Drink some water, bitch, and back. Jesus Christ. Ooh, Matt. <laughs> you protect the voice. Uh, Matt, protect the voice. Now should we do our first segment? Or yeah. should we bring in our guests? I don't think I'm ready to bring in our guests <laughs> bring yet. In. Yeah, Carson and Ross have been waiting for 40 minutes. Keep them in limbo. Keep them in limbo. Carson, you look great, hun. Ah. Style superstar. Style superstar. And the whole area. I, I, I thought when you just went, ah, that was your Carson impression. Honestly. Oh, wait, guys, it's, it's time to be real. No. Oh, my God, is it? Should we is do it? it? No, my phone's over there. My phone's away, but, but we'll, we'll one of us it. can do it. I'll okay. do it. I didn't get a notification that it was. Oh, I guess it's time to be real. Okay, let me make sure it's a good photo of me too. Hold on, and slay. <laughs> Wait, don't don't cut this out in the, in the audio. No, no, no this no, is gonna be course. really good. This is gonna, this be, is gonna be the little oh. trailer we release on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, okay. And if you <laughs> get oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, actually, you know what? Something that has happened literally since we've been on hiatus, be real. 
Quick thoughts, wow. one sentence each, go. I think it's boring, but boring I like it. Now. It's boring. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. boring now. It quickly became boring, but I'll still yeah. do it. Yeah, it's yeah, still more fun. Like, yeah. I'm doing it every yeah. day. It's like yeah. a more chore. Like, I wish like it were good be boring. Me. Oh, my <laughs> God. Boreal. <laughs> more like boreal. Yes. Our first Slay. segment 40 minutes is in. called... Yeah. It's called Straight Shooters, and in this segment, we gauge your familiarity. Oh, this is my favorite segment in podcast- podcasting history. <laughs> we gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of rapid-fire uh, questions where you have to choose one thing or another thing, or in fact, sometimes a third thing. And the one rule is you can't ask any follow-up questions about how it works. Capiche. Okay. Capiche. Capiche. This is, I'm not even kidding, my it literal the favorite the segment in podcasting history. It's so good. I'm so this proud is of you. A new level. <laughs> and I just want to say, it me- that means the world coming from you. Then thank you. That means so much because so many people in our podcasting life have told us we'd never be good enough. And they said, yeah. you're a freak and a loser and a nobody. And I said, well, you just wait because we've got a segment up our sleeves that's going to rock everyone's world. Honey, if they ain't paying your bills, pay them bitches no mind. <laughs> and Thank I just want to say specifically, Marcia. specifically to Matt Rogers and Bone Yang, you know, who paved the way for so many of us mm-hmm. here at the office. <laughs> I We noticed that what you guys did when you had guests is you asked questions. And we thought, how can we put a twist on that? What if the questions are just words? <laughs> essential. That's essential. essential. Yeah. That's essentialism. Well, I'm edging. And it's and it's almost it's almost a commentary. It's a commentary on the idea of asking questions. Oh my God. You're so right. I'm edging. <laughs> okay, Bowen's mad at you. You. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. No, no, he's obsessed. I'm obsessed. Sam, take it you away. Keep edging me. <laughs> okay, here here we go. Boys. Chromatica ball or basketball? Chromatica Chromatica ball. ball. Hmm. Marjorie Taylor Greene or Anya Taylor Joy? Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy. Uh, I see dead people or I've seen Deadpool 1 and 2? I see see dead dead people. people. (laughs) So far, far Matt and I are in total agreement. Yeah, you're insane. That's really cool. Bodies, bodies, bodies or location, location, location? (laughs) Location, 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 location. Okay. It's true. Ignorance is bliss or knowledge is power. Ignorance, Ignorance is bliss. bliss. <laughs> Jurgen Teller, Miles Teller, or if you want to tell her, tell her yourself. <laughs> if you want to tell, tell her, tell her yourself. Tell her yourself. <laughs> okay. FX is the bear, Noah Baumbach's the squid and the whale, or C.S. Lewis's <laughs> the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. FX is the bear. C.S. Lewis's oh. that wild lion. Oh, we have wow. disagreement. Interesting. I've not seen. I've not yet seen the bear. I apologize. <laughs> Stacy's mom has got it going on, or our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Mm. Stacy's mom, mom has got it going. Go on. <laughs> wow. Um, I think wow. that was pretty good. That I think you got. I want to say seven hundred and fifty-six doves. Yeah! Wow! That's, oh, that's, a, that's a lot of doves. That's a lot of doves. Yeah, that's no, but it's a C. Not everyone can say that. Well, <laughs> well, we have to leave the kind of logic of schoolwork. This isn't, you know, we're not in class. In, in some cultures, that. In, in some cultures, a seven hundred something can be actually even better than 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 a thousand. Well, because sometimes less is more. <laughs> that's right. True. That's something Lady Gaga taught me. <laughs> 
You think Lady Gaga has ever thought less is more? Or do you, do you think she thought, no, the piano has to be well, you know, she, I have to wear this bug costume while I sing shallow. The bug costume. Wait, can we talk about costume. We have to talk about the bug costume while she sang shallow. That was really something that else. That was an LOL. It was Cell. For, it was Dragon Ball Z. I, I yes, loved it. Yes, 100%. It's not really about wearing the bug costume. It is about wearing the bug mask for shallow and then taking it off and being like and now we're done <laughs> being like that was specifically for shallow it wasn't like for this chapter of the concert i actually was dressed as a bug just for shallow and she took it off so she could get real to always remember us this way. <laughs> exactly a song because George it would did not it would be disrespectful to sing always remember us this way dedicated to tony bennett's wife dressed as, as a man and the wasp <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah. Well, I actually think I do see a segue from the bug to our topic. Yes. Yeah. Should we tell you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Our topic is. The topic is. Awkwardness. awkwardness and, and randomness. Randomness. Wow. But on and the so, graphic, you guys, you guys can do awkwardness and then like in smaller in a mm -hmm. smaller font and randomness. And randomness. I don't, I don't want parentheses because I don't think it's like parenthetical, but I think it's like. Um, a subhead. It's a correlate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, mm -hmm. one implies the other. And please, yes. please listen to Bowen when he says that because he has a very visual a very eye, visual. and he needs it. He, he needs it to make sense visually, and just like I need things to make sense sonically. Right. Bowen is the eyes, and I am the ears. You understand? Huh? Sam, which one of Do us? Do you understand? Sam, which one of us is the eyes, and which one of us is the ears? Would you say? Hmm. I don't I think know. They're both pretty balanced. I think. Cannot well canonically, Sam is the Matt. The Sam what? is the uh -huh. Matt, and George is the Bowen. Oh uh, yeah, sure. Uh -huh. I see yeah. it. Uh -huh. Or which makes you the ears. Or Sam is the Deal. Sam, and the, and George is the George. <laughs> say that. How about that? I would no, because I would say that I'm the Sam. I'm not saying like who are you, uh, who are you, you of us. You're not privileging one thing over the other. You are simply. I'm drawing not privileging one thing over the other. Shut up, eyes. It's also like just go sit there and see. Also, like it's like even just like bring up Bowen's like visual eye. It's like we're we are like Matt and I are both wearing tank tops on the Zoom, and George exactly. and Bowen are both sort of like in like kind of well lit, clean white spaces with like. And Bowen just and scurried away and showed he was wearing underwear. George, are you wearing only underwear? I'm actually wearing uh, loungewear from H and M. Oh, oh, I love okay. that brand. Yeah. Um, so our topic I'm wearing underwear. Are you? Yeah, I am. I'm in a tank top and underwear. Just oh, had really sex with the bartender. Uh, well, we did actually didn't have sex because I had to say it with me. Molly Dick. Oh yeah. <laughs> but but we really enjoyed each other. That's, That's good. That's nice. That's, That's all that really good. Sometimes enjoying each yeah. other is sex. <laughs> you know, I really like just kissing. Do you? People don't I love talk about kissing. kissing. I love kissing. Oh, I love kissing. I love it. I love being so romantic. I love like making out in a bar. I always remember <laughs> us this way. Yeah, yeah. When you gag and slay, and the whole world gags. <laughs> Etc. Okay, I, let's hear. Let's. Okay. I wanna. I wanna. Uh, I wanna hear a kind of. Uh, uh, maybe n not so much a definition. I want to put you on the spot, but kind of no, no. what you think of when you think of randomness and awkwardness, and then on top of that, why it is a straight topic to you. 
I think on a sensibility level, like awkwardness and randomness are paired together because they um, acknowledge how little sense the world makes, which is great, but it doesn't cope with it in any way except to say that's awkward or that's random. And then I think honestly, Sam Taggart, when I first met him, what, what was it, like 10 years ago, like was someone who clued me into like this bit of like going, okay. Like that's like, I think that that kind of like in a nutshell sums up awkward randomness. Like it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Uh, no comment, you know, like that kind of thing. Sure, sure, sure. I think that straight people and to talk about this decade again, the 2010s, yeah. they sort of could feel that queer was gonna become very cool. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, what's a way that we can be queer? Oh, not make any sense. Right. So they started to do like, yik, yik, yik. They said that, you know, they started to get like a little awkward right. and random yeah. because it threw a wrench into ordinariness. Yeah. And I think that they, started to sort of be awkward and random professionally and commercially mm -hmm. because I think that it was the closest they could get to being queer. Interesting. Period. Okay, so you're saying awkward and random was the painting of the fingernails of the 2010s. That's exactly yeah. what <laughs> It's interesting because I think there are two interpretations of this. It's like, on the one hand, you have what you're talking about, like awkward and random humor. We're, I'm thinking Napoleon Dynamite. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, perfect. Okay. And then on the other hand, to me, another element of this is like seeing something and interpreting it as awkward and random, like seeing something out in the world. And to me, what that is, is you are uncomfortable, but you don't want to work on that. So you just put a name on it, call it random, call it awkward, and then and you don't on. have to deal with it. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. If someone is like saying something to you that is making you uh, question something yeah. or, or, or like that's something you haven't heard before something that is new then you can just kind of be like oh that's so random instead of being like well maybe hear that person out mm. maybe you're just not understanding maybe it's random to you because you've never challenged yourself in your life the dismissiveness of random the dismissiveness of yes random. and yes in fact hmm. Hmm. this is hmm. this is this is one of the most amazing conversations I've ever had <laughs> I'm not it's joking. So academic. It's very academic. <laughs> but it is. It, it, I do think that is the the that is the issue with the 2010s. I think is that the world was changing too fast for people to make sense of it. Yes. The only way they could was by calling things random and awkward. Right. And not wow. coping. And not and, and not, not coping. And just moving on. And I, but I think that's where like the humor comes from because it's like yeah. So Su so Sudi Green was telling me about this roommate she had her freshman year of college where um, the way she laughed was to go like this. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Every time she laughed, said what uh. the fuck at the end. And I think that sums oh. it up. That's, oh, what the fuck? Like, yeah. That is straightness. That That is yes. a straight way of like understanding the world of or of uh, reacting to something. Yes, because it is, you are not even allowing yourself the vulnerability of laughing. You are immediately <laughs> painting yourself as superior because you're actually, by saying what the fuck, you are like, what is that? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm better than that. I'm not even going to address that. And yeah. it's like, no, just laugh. <laughs> yeah, just laugh. I wonder if that it's was free. like it's free. freshman year. <laughs> I wonder if that was like, it's free. I wonder if that was like a freshman year thing of like, I'm trying to have a thing or this is something I'm picking up right now because I'm a little nervous. Hashtag awkward and awkward, uncomfortable. Awkward. Mm -hmm. 
maybe they were the awkward one. And I would really want to check in with that girl to see if she still does that. Because if she does, and that's actually what she does, like, that's like, you know, naturally how she laughs and expresses that she finds something funny. That person needs to be studied. And there could be a hundred people in a room, mm. but there can only be one. That's that random. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Here's a question I have because, you know, we're lumping these two things together. Can a person be awkward without being random? Can a person be random without being awkward? Absolutely. Well, if they're awkward all the time, it's not random. Wow. <laughs> I kind of love it. Oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? It, there's something what to the it. Fuck? She's actually a sleigh, unfortunately. I know that, that is a sleigh. That's actually queer. It's it's giving it is giving Napoleon Dynamite in a way. Like I can I feel like the character that was missing in Napoleon Dynamite was the one that was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I love it actually. I cover yeah. it. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, but can someone wait? Hold fuck? on. Can someone be random without being awkward? Um, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We don't need to explore that one further. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My next thought. Okay. Hear hear this one out. Okay. And for my next thought. <laughs> okay. So people in the 2010s. I think it was sort of a top-down thing. I think the media yeah. was telling them that it was noble to be awkward and random. And so people that were like maybe feeling a little outsidery leaned into it because they were like, actually, if I'm if I own it, if I have yes. awkward and random pride, yes. I'm actually the intellectual in this place. Yes. I'm yes. actually the humorous one, and I'm the hero of this story. Yes. And that caused Sundance movies. That caused <gasps> Pitchfork albums. That caused... Uh, yeah, um, I mean, even just like Zoe Deschanel in her version one. I was gonna say Zoe. Yeah. I mean, it caused blog culture. It, it, it caused, caused blog culture. Everything. Yes. It caused like <laughs> too much personality and headlines. It's everything. And I feel like it has. I forgive the usage of the term trickled down into Gen Z behavior, where it's like, <laughs> oh, we're proud of being like like there's they take pride or power in feeling like antisocial even more so than like we were mm -hmm. in the 2010s yes i think almost we've swung too far in the other direction where now um randomness and awkwardness were reclaimed to such a degree yes that you kind of want to be like okay let's rein it back in yeah <laughs> yeah because sometimes it doesn't sometimes it, it's it's one thing to be random yeah and it's another thing to just not make any fucking sense right yeah yeah. Like, if you don't make any sense, I don't care. Like, I'm going to walk away from you. Mm. I would even Is say... that random? I would even say a perfect example of someone in the 2010s who was... Uh, in the 2010s who was random but not awkward was Gaga when she first started out. A hundred percent. Kermit the Frog dress, like, all these crazy things. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> but she wasn't being awkward about it. She was, like, committing herself to the bit yeah. while being random. And it always made sense to her. Yes. It was random to us, but it was always a comment. Yes. For her. But do you know when, do you know what the one thing she did that was interpreted as awkward? Joe Calderon. That was awkward. That was definitely that was awkward. awkward. That um, was not just random. That awkward. was both awkward and random. Yeah. <laughs> and not even random. Not even random. <laughs> no. Joe Calderon was the definition of, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> when... When randomness and awkwardness combine, yeah. that's when you get to cringe. Oh, oh my God. God. Wow. 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 My my thesis. Okay. 
Maybe Matt's the George. Quite frankly, <laughs> this is my fine song. <laughs> um, I so really, I think we really excavated something. A hundred percent. I understand the world better now. I really. Well, do. wait. I just want to, as a counter, you know things now <laughs> that I didn't know then. Then okay. So if if random and awkward are straight, does that mean normal is gay? Wow. I think there is a I think there's a normie counterculture in gay culture right now. Not even a counterculture. I think I think it's just a genius. culture Ge- No, it's yeah. your genius. But I no no no, but I like awkward yeah. and random are normie countercultures. So it's not like they're not normal. They are offshoots of normal. The fact that awkward and random exist it makes the normal hegemony stronger. Wow. For awkward and random to exist because it only props it up more. Totally. Awkward and randomness have to awkward and random have to exist <laughs> in opposition to something and that something is normal. Yeah. And that entire ecosystem is straight. It's not like one is queer and one is straight. No, it's that, you're that, so right. The entire ecosystem of normal and then normal and then things in opposition to normal are all I'm gonna, I'm I'm going to draw it out. I'm going to draw it out. Are you ready? Yeah, thank you. you ready? I need yeah. to okay, see this. Okay. Okay, so it's an Venn diagram. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where Bowen is the eyes. I'm telling um, you. And then, <laughs> okay, so you see, awkward and normal mm. are two separate circles, but they are in the Venn diagram, the bigger Venn diagram of. Straight. I'm taking a screenshot so that we can, can, can post. post this. And yeah. I do think, I do think, what you could do is you can make those circles interlap, and in the middle is cringe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Have, uh-huh. because cringe is at the heart of straight. It is. You know, Bowen, have you considered making them interlap? <laughs> yeah, have you considered that? Yeah, oh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna think about doing that. Wait, awkward and normal overlapping is not cringe. You were saying awkward and random inter, interla- uh, oh, overlapping. Oh right, I, I'm sorry. I, I me being not the eyes, I was having a difficult time seeing. Wait, what? Oh, I see what you're saying. So yes. random. Yes, 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 yes. That's random. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, right. And in the middle there is oh, cringe. Oh, oh, okay. Thank and, you for and that. The, I, and, and and this is cringe. cringe. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm like you're literally making like a map for the beginning of some sort of book. <laughs> I think we write this. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. I need an oral history from Napoleon Dynamite to Juno. Well, so you're going more prestige also, where it's like, there is also like, yeah, uh, yeah, I think of Napoleon Dynamite as prestige. But I think random, and I love them, and they they raised me in many ways, but I think you can't talk about random without talking about Lonely Island. You think? I love Lonely Island. I do. I, do you, like Hot Rod. Like, Hot Rod was almost peak internet random humor because uh-huh. like in a commercial like do you remember like cool beans remix while in the middle of hot rod it's not it's not lonely island do you know what the awkward random origin is what homestar runner <gasps> wow wow you're damn so fucking correct it's homestar okay runner. here is my <laughs> this is my origin of awkward and random that is like you know it's like it, it's like this professor that studies really kind of niche things and is and is going to say something really are you ready it yeah. is the um it is the amanda show sketch the girls room where one of the girls always says i like eggs oh, oh my, my god. god honestly it it, it 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 does come from awkwardness and randomness it's the, the the generation that was old enough to like appreciate napoleon dynamite in like high school their children shows were the kind of things that were like eggs. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Or like, or like Gil, like like Gilly, <laughs> like being such a thing for so long was because people in their childhood had a trauma mm-hmm. because they were watching kids shows where it was like I like eggs. <laughs> or 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 and in fact, I'm now realizing so much of the Amanda show was like that. The one where she would always like whack Drake Bell in the face with a hillbilly yeah. moment. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hillbilly mm-hmm. moment. Another, um... Remember Lori Beth Denberg, uh, that, that fucking segment on All okay, That? that was a yeah. sleigh, like, That was a sleigh. That was a full sleigh, but it was random. Okay, mm. how about the Andy Milanakis show? Vital information the Andy Milanakis for everyday life. Yes, Sam. Andy Milanakis, 100%. 100%. Yeah, totally. Peak random. And so much MTV programming at the time. And we love them... But we hate them for what they did to our friends. But like Adult Swim stuff and back in the day, like Aqua Teen Hunger Force, like 100%. that kind of thing. Yeah. It was like, oh, random. It's the fries are talking to the meatballs or what, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. This is tough. This is tough. 100%. Like Good Burger. Like Orange, orange Soda. Uh, yeah, ex- yes, exactly. It's like, what is the joke with? Who loves Orange Soda? Kale loves Orange Soda. I do, I do, I do. Ew. That's funny. Very random. <laughs> You know what else this is bringing? Wait, this is actually, I, I'm having a huge insight. Okay, I'm actually scared. Which is that, 
this is related to the over-reliance on just references. Like, just because something is a reference yeah. doesn't make it interesting or funny or insightful, yes. Yes. but it does make it random. If you just reference something, it's it, it, and that's like the orange soda thing. It's like, okay, great. Now we know this is a joke. Whenever they mention orange soda, you just know to laugh. Yeah. 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 Can I can I be really random right now? Please. <laughs> yeah. If you're not awkward. We found out that Trump has violated the Espionage Act while and they did find top top secret info at Mar-a-Lago. Are oh, you reading great. Twitter while you're on the No, you're reading No, the no, New no, York no. Times? I, I, my it, it literally popped up on my phone as a notification and I literally it was like this. And then it went, it lit up like that because I saw the news headline. Can I tell you something, Matt? When I saw your face change, I thought you were offended because I made a, a light joke about you saying um, interlapped. And I literally this entire time thought that you were mad at me because I said that. No, I'm not mad at you. I said interlap. You, he said that. Oh, okay. So he was mad at you. Okay, no, I wasn't. And I, I, I've been thinking this entire time how much I love you. I've actually been thinking it this entire time. Especially last night, and I was so I excited. I was, I was like, yeah. I love everyone here. I'm sorry to be a fucking idiot, but I loved <laughs> everyone last night. I was so I happy. Actually, and when you there. when you guys had your when you guys had your earnest moment in the beginning, I loved that. Last night, I felt an overwhelming, almost. Um, <laughs> I would say it was almost a sadness in the knowledge that I will never be able to express to each person how much they mean to me. It was so special. Yes, you will. You always George. can. Bo yes, Bowen you and will. I did last night. You did, did last Bowen night. and I had a very, Aww. we had a nice moment. We had a nice moment. Yes. Quick, quick, quick things in each other's ears. Very quick affirmations of love to each other. It's very important. It's very important. It's, it's you gotta do. I, I can't recommend it enough. And you guys did that earlier and it was so beautiful. Even if it was sort of a little bit of a joke, I knew it was real. Sam and I have been doing it more and more, I would say. I, yeah. I, I also like, there is just something. I mean, when I'm in a room with Sam, I feel safer. <gasps> it's true. That is the ultimate compliment. starts now. Now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do feel like I have to explain less to George and he just sort of understands it. Oh, it's like sort best? of where I'm coming from. It's really nice. Earnestness is the least awkward. Sometimes it can be awkward, but it's the least random thing. Well, you know that it awkwardness- It can be awkward if the receiving party is not committing to listening. Honey, you know awkwardness and randomness are literally a reaction to being genuine and being real. Like it, it, yes. It, it, yes. Is fear, yes. it is a complete fear-based response. So like, yeah, of course. It's like, wh why is Napoleon Dynamite written like that? Or why is, sorry, Juno written like that? Because they can't say what they mean. <laughs> mm. But by the end, Juno does say what she means. She, she does. does exactly. She does. Thank you. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You know. You know what? My favorite. My favorite part of Juno is at the end when um, she says to Michael Sarah, "Like, I just like you're. You don't even really try. You're so cool, and you don't even really yeah. try." And he says, "I try really hard, actually." <laughs> you, you know what? I, I actually. I completely. So you're right, and I. Oscar. I completely. I, I completely take back my examples. It, it's more. I'm, what is a good example of what I'm saying? It's like using it as a defense mechanism, like using awkwardness and randomness as a defense mechanism. The it's character not of Juno right. does that. The character of Juno does that. I would that. say it's even like, yeah, it's almost yeah. like the ethos of the movie rather than the actual movie itself. It's yes, like, yes, yes. there's a certain distance. Like it doesn't let you in too close, which I guess is why it works ultimately because then it's even more rewarding at the end when they do get earnest. 
Yeah, it's sort of a it's sort of a commentary on random, not not an endorsement. Yeah, and they sing a song. They sing a song with each other, which is the most intimate thing you can do. Like they sing a song together. Yeah, which is so. You know what though? That song is peak random in terms of the lyrical content. The 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 lyrical content is random, and 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 for your band to be called the Moldy Peaches is is random. But they were, but that, that they had a shared sense of humor, I agree. and they were sharing it with each other, and there is intimacy I agree. in that. They're also supposed to be children. They're flawed. They're dumb. It's they're supposed true. to have bad, bad taste, and whatever. We're we're, <laughs> we're almost like okay. Not everything is random. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. Like yes, we're sort of right, we're right. sort of putting everything in random, and it's like some things are weird, and that's different than random, actually. Um. And God, Sam is pissed yeah, off. Yeah, Sam is really mad. No, this is so my... After I pour my heart out to him, he's like, first of all, bitch, not everything is random. <laughs> first of all, I think I think we can... Look, it's my job in this podcast to sometimes stop us from getting carried away. Yeah. Because yeah. it can start to feel like, you know, yes, that, 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 that. And it's like, right, actually, right, right. not all that. Oh. Sometimes, <laughs> like, I think we're referencing a lot of humor... <laughs> And some humor is silly, but not uh, inherently random. Not random. Yeah. I love silly. I love silly. I love, of course. I mean, it's politically necessary. <laughs> I love silly. I love stupid. I don't really like awkward. I, I don't like awkward or random. Um. Okay, wait. I have one. Do you count, like, I'd say, like, Nathan for you is awkward. But wow, it's awkward Sam, done really the, well. The way I was going to say that exact same thing. It's awkward. Yeah. It's like awkward. is awkward sort of in the same space as like improv where it's like yeah when it's bad it's horrible but when it's good it is sort of magical but it's awkward in a very controlled way in in a way that is that leaves you watching it questioning the reality of things i i think it transcends awkward i don't think awkward mm. is the right label it's, i do um, think it is a it is a commentary on awkward and random much like juno <laughs> nathan for you is very much the juno of 2022 <laughs> A show that's been off the air for yeah. like four years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no. See, Nathan for you is cringe. <gasps> okay, yes. okay, wait, okay, okay, okay. Nathan, say- <laughs> Nathan for you uses cringe to comment on awkward. It takes awkward to the most heightened place of cringe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that you see uh, truth. Okay. And also yeah, it's, it's not using it's not um it's not using awkwardness as a crutch like many of these things that we are it's not using awkwardness it's about awkwardness. Like yes. it is an investigation yeah. of awkwardness more so than relying on awkwardness as a crutch because at, at a loss for other things. Exactly. And a perfect example is an early episode of Nathan for you where he works with a gas station attendant and then it goes great. And at the very end, the gas station attendant out of nowhere starts talking about how he drinks his grandson's pee sometimes. And it comes, it really comes out of nowhere. And then Nathan Fielder, like, I think, I think, I think this is a real moment, but it's one of those things in the show where you're like, is this real? But Nathan Fielder, the real person is like, wait, what? Like, what are you talking about? And that is, Awkward, random, and cringe. All three. Yeah. It's all three in one thing. The Holy mm-hmm. Trinity. The Holy Trinity. Awkward, random, and cringe. And no one's done it since The Office. Thank you, Steve Carell. <laughs> Thank you. You are an icon. For everything actually, you've done actually, for the community. Wait, The Office is awkward. Yes. Yes. The, the, uh, that is actually such a great 
example that that we hadn't touched on is actually yeah. mockumentary in general <gasps> is like oh and in my fact, god like, george you're so right yeah like when done well like to me christopher guest movies are like the biggest pleasure perfect. it's like the, yeah. the the perfect movies because much like nathan for you they actually are it's about the subject of those things rather than using them as crutches whereas the office at its worst, not always, at its worst, is just using awkwardness and randomness. Uh, uh -huh. Well, it uses it yeah. as like a sprinkle. Because yes. like, I think The Office is a good show. And then like, yeah. what, like I need like way less of Jim being like, random, like that's yeah. weird. Like I yeah. don't need that. I think Jim is one of the worst parts of The Office. Yeah. Right. And, and I feel bad saying that because you kind of need him to even have right, the office right. because it, like it's so like when you think of the office, like probably top three things you think about is Jim looking at the camera like, but but, but Jim is Jim is awkward and Dwight is random. Yes. Yeah. And Michael and Scott, Jim and, is Michael not Scott funny. Is cringe, and Michael Scott is cringe. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. Wow. I wait. One <laughs> tiny little footnote is about when we were talking about improv briefly. Improv, in fact, is the definition of random because it's literally give us a topic. Like yes, it's literally yes. pick a random thing and then build something yeah, around it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wait, I have a question. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys think John Krasinski's hot? Yeah. No, I don't either. <laughs> I mean, he's, he he seems lovely. He just doesn't he just doesn't do it for me. But it's fine. I much like many of these. I heard he's not lovely. I heard he's a dick. Oh well, then there you go. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. Dumois says he Dumois says he's an absolute dick, and that's fact checked. And that's fact. <laughs> I do think that uh, much like many of these guys, and this I'm not saying anything new, but I'm like, yeah, he was hot when it was like a surprise that he was hot. He's not hot now that he's like funded by the CIA. Right. It was snuck up on you that to, he's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Like to look at him in the office and be like, you know what? Kind of random that I find him hot. Now that <laughs> is awkward. That's awkward. <laughs> now that's awkward considering I'm sitting with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's weird? Like, it's like the office had John Krasinski become hot leading man and Parks and Rec had Chris Pratt yeah. become hot leading man. Exactly. Yeah. But. We're not seeing anything from uh, 30 Rock. Where is the hot leading man from 30 Rock? Why isn't Jack McBrayer in the Marvel Cinematic in Universe is what I want to know. You know who I think is... That's really what I'm saying. You know who I think is so hot and truly like is just whatever is so hot is Jonathan from 30 Rock. Malik Pancholi. Oh, 100%. And a sweetheart in real life and is I'm so attracted to him deeply. And I want to say like Juilliard, like he's like a real, oh, he's wonderful, a, a real actor. Yeah. Wait, which one a is real he? Actor. Jonathan, Malik Pancholi, Jonathan. Uh, he Jack, is Jack, he's Jack Baldwin's. Assistant. Oh. oh wait, wait, Hans. Is I didn't know something. Hans. Oh, was sure. Here. Hi, Hans. Alec Baldwin started his career as hot leading man. No, well, that's someone who started his career as a hot leading man. The premise of what I was saying, Hans, if you listen, was that it's someone from the show who then became a hot leading man. It's but someone unexpected. It's someone that like was not put there to be hot, and then people were like, "Wait, that person's hot." Right. Yeah. Thanks, but thanks. <laughs> I. <laughs> You're getting a glimpse into my relationship with Hans, which is really a flirt at, at, in, at its core. Very flirt, very flirty. Oh God, I had no idea. It's sort of random when you are wanting to flirt with someone and you're nasty to them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's like, well, I guess. I was thinking it's more like sounds like illegal. Like it's like you're like flirting with like 
a coworker. You know yeah, what I mean? Like like should, like, it sounds like you should be arrested. Yeah. Like, sounds like we should call 911 and not the one in Chromatica. Yeah. I'm talking jail time, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Petra said, problematic. Problematic. That should be my album. When? What are we going to do about her? There's no time. Uh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, Matt, no time. wait, Matt, 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 can you say that again? Problematic. That should be my album. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wh okay, why are we laughing? Why are we laughing? Are we laughing at the meta because on a meta level? It's amazing. It's amazing. But are we laughing on, on, on a meta level at yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I think the funny thing is that there is this person Sudi knows that did that. It's not like yeah, that's the funny okay, thing. But the also, there's um, there's an SNL sketch that I think is also. I'm sorry, but this was before my time. But this was Cecily Strong and Scarlett Johansson dressed up in like nerdy clothes, going to a museum. They're like going in front of this dinosaur skeleton, and then like you know someone's explaining what the dinosaur is, and then both of them, it's a piece in a pod, and both of them are like. Okay. What if we put a giant? What if we put a giant turd under the dino? And everyone's gonna be like, um, that happened, you know? Like it's like, but why are we laughing at that? Because yeah. we're laughing at that kind of person. The idea, because those people are so. Yeah, uh, we know those people, and they're yes, like annoying, yes, yes. and we've wanted someone to make fun of them for a long well, time. And also, them so, down peg. like, yeah. so that so that happened is exactly yeah. what we were yes. saying of like. Seeing something so that, that seeing something that makes you uncomfortable or is somehow um, foreign, and then not knowing, bring it down to your level by being like, yes. okay, <laughs> okay, I uh, guess so. Uh, um, are we all we all saw that? <laughs> <laughs> and those people that th those people thinking they're funny drives me crazy. Like just being like, well, that happened. Like. Okay, don't say that again. Uh, or duh, 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 like that kind of like joke. Structure. So I guess that's it's like normal not a joke, now. But, yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess we're having this conversation. Well, it's very like Midwestern like barbecue humor. In my Sam, mind. you always go to the Midwest when you want to insult something. I, uh, honey, I've earned it. It's, it's, honey, it's, I've, it's, I've, it's I've paid so my dues. I've spent my time there. I I don't need it anymore. I no, it's just I. I guess I'm always thinking of like my parents' friends and like the ones that like think they're funny. I'm always like, oh no, here we uh -huh. go, because uh -huh. yeah. uh -huh. and it, it hurts every time. Sorry, Damn. sorry if sorry if you're if okay if you're listening to this podcast and you're my parents' <laughs> friend, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm you're, but you're not funny. <laughs> but you're not funny. Period. And, and if you listen to this and your instinct is to go, well, he said that. <laughs> That happened. Well, that happened. You're proving his point. Stupid. Stupid idiot fool. Go back to Costco, my parents. So friend. what are the so so what are the correct ways to react to things? What are, Let's start I, there. I feel this way. I feel sad. I feel happy. I feel yes. scared. Yeah, be honest about your feelings for once. It's mm. Brene Brown. Label the feeling because then it shapes the experience. Okay? Just say how you feel because the, the word bingo defines yeah. the experience. There you because go. Because guess what? By saying so that happened, you're literally <laughs> taking making yourself even you're putting even more distance between what between you and what you're experiencing. You should be putting How a are less. you gonna always remember something this way if you say, Well, that happened every <laughs> single time? Like to always remember something this way, you have to have a way, yeah. like not just the way you, not just a standard no. monotone. Even just saying after something happens, I'll always remember us this way, that locks it in. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's it is. Vulnerable. It is literally the opposite of so that happened. Because <laughs> imagine if 
literally uh what was his name in the movie jackson maine if, if jackson maine pissed himself on stage at the grammys and ali literally just goes so i guess <laughs> so that, that, happened. that happened okay wait but if that actually happened i would be laughing <laughs> that <laughs> would be the funniest <laughs> thing i have ever seen just it cuts to her well that like, happened uh, okay like a hyper okay, sincere movie random. and then just one part where she's like um okay. i i i guess this is adulting like would <laughs> make me laugh <laughs> So any hard. major plot point in any movie like the Titanic sinking, uh, that happened. Uh, that happened. Oh, okay. So I guess we're sinking now. <laughs> do you know? You do you know what we're literally? Do you know what we're literally describing? What? Say it with me, Marvel. <laughs> oh my God! Literally, oh my this is what God. Marvel is. Marvel is the ultimate triumph. Of awkward and awkward random. Awkward random. Yes. Yes. Wow. It's, yeah, it's like wow. The, the Celestia Stone is being combined with the uh, MacGruber uh, <laughs> biotic s- mm-hmm. s- uh, sense. And we have to go. And then, like, literally, you'll cut to a raccoon. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Or, yeah, so true. <sighs> Captain America. And I am Groot. Okay, wait. I am this Groot. I am I Groot. Hate Guardians. I, I I hate Guardians. And Bowen and I famously walked, walked out. out of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One because if I had to hear that tree say "I am Groot" one more time, and people be like, "Oh my God, that is so funny. He is Groot. It's all he says. That is so stupid." I mean, I am Groot. The concept of I am Groot is one of the most politically regressive things aesthetically <laughs> that has ever happened in our culture. Say <laughs> the that, fact that Jay. I am meant to find it funny that a tree says I am Groot. Not to be the odd one out, but Guardians is a sleigh. No, hate it. No, <laughs> Sam. And also, I'll tell you, but they're also trying. They're trying it when they bring out, like, baby Groot. Because now there's this thing of, like, oh, we're re-energizing because something is a baby now. Like, baby Yoda. <laughs> and it worked with baby Yoda because it's so adorable. Justice for baby like, Yoda. Baby Groot. No, baby Yoda, we're re-energizing I think. Because something is a baby now. <laughs> Her name is Grogu. Grogu. Say her name. <laughs> and she, uh, uh, Grogu is the cutest thing that's ever been made and ev- uh, ever. It is a triumph of artistry, of puppetry, of cinema. Yeah. It is so powerful I'm fully as a baby figure. Yoda. Yeah. You. Everyone needs. Everyone needs a baby Grogu. Everyone needs one. I like. So I, I honestly. I, it's there. It's amazing to bring on a vacation. You can dress them up. <laughs> Like Baby Yoda slash Grogu is something that like I would love like I would like to tell my past self about like I'd be like hold Um, on baby because in a few years there's going to be a Baby Yoda and you're going to love it. Yeah, earnestly. I'm so happy that Baby Yoda exists. I really am. I it's so important. Yeah, I think Baby Yoda. We haven't really seen (laughs) this type of um, like sort of uh, Fantasia around like a toy since Tickle Me Elmo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this one and this one wasn't gonna kill you. Ooh. Tickle Me Elmo was killing people? Say that. Oh, giving seizures to all the kids. And then <laughs> the parents <laughs> said, well, that all the kids. <laughs> well, that me, me as a well, parent when the my kid are... is having a seizure, uh, so I guess that's normal now. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I, I would go, well, $85 later. <laughs> Okay, eighty-five dollars later, and my kid is dead. Oh my god! <laughs> I need a drink. I need a cocktail. <laughs> honey, where's the bar? That's another like, like, like. I need, that's I need, not a drink. Yes. Honey, yes. honey, where's the bar? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Where's the bar? <laughs> I need a cocktail. Yesterday. <laughs> oh, I mean, 
We need to leave. We need to leave this planet yesterday. yesterday. Yes, uh, I love it. I love those types of people. They're they're fun to me. Wine humor. Mm. But well, George, what are you thinking about? Yeah, George is in thought. Uh, no, I, you're like so. I, I truly am just. Uh, well, don't... I, I would say. I would say intellectually, uh, the, the things that have been put into my brain throughout this recording are making it about to burst. You're exhausted. It's been very stimulating. This is. I, I, I'm sorry to say. Well, everyone is making such good points, and I and I <laughs> and I feel this uh, almost coked out energy of having Me to too. keep up. Yeah. No, no, no. We, we we can slow it down. We can pump the brain. I mean. No, 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 no. Is... no. But Bowen, please. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, trust me. You're intellectual. The intellectual. <laughs> intellectual rigor is his wine. <laughs> okay. Honey, it's Where's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> Don't talk to me until I've had my intellectual rigor. <laughs> honey, where's the library? That's what George is saying. Wait, I've actually been dying for an iced coffee this whole time. And now it's like 3.45, but I slept until literally 1.45. So this is still my morning. What do I do? I asked my girls. I just want to say your morning can look like anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're so right. And honestly, a night coffee is one of those beautiful things you can get. I actually oh, I love, love a night coffee. Mm. Um, Should we? Wait, I think we I, actually we should have do to do our final segment. segment, which is actually yeah. crazy. Okay. Because, because we have another recording, actually. Oh, who are you recording with next? Wouldn't you like to know? You told us yesterday who it was. Shut up. I forgot, but I forgot. It's <laughs> someone, it it's someone you both memorable. really like. It's someone you both really like. Someone that will um, believe, have you believe in gagging is the future. Yeah. <laughs> Whitney? <laughs> Whitney Houston? Yeah, we got Whitney. That's a Oh, I want to gag with somebody. Buddy. I want to well. feel the sleigh with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Just coming on the pod. No, no. Mad Matthew, fuck. cut that out. Roger, cut that out. out. That is toxic. That, that's that awkward. So, we're gonna dub that with um. A, a well, happy, that happens. <laughs> no, that's that's Deadpool humor. Yeah. Which is uh, talk about toxic. Which is where random meets cruelty. <laughs> we're actually just actually we're gonna just bleep uh, the name that Matt said so that we can witness the aftermath while not offending anyone. Okay. Exactly. Can I tell there you guys go. one more one more awkward thing? Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is a secondhand story, but um, from one of the movers at my uh, when I used to work as a mover, there was this guy who loved like got all of his humor from sort of internet culture and it was really bad but he was talking to the client and he was talking about how like this couch was gonna like be kind of difficult to get into the hallway and it was gonna fit awkwardly and he was like yeah it's gonna be pretty awkward like deadpool meeting deadpool oh no <laughs> i like that premise i like that premise too. <laughs> i don't like how he did ryan reynolds so hot yeah i wow. hate the premise <laughs> I actually hate every single part of. I know. I, I'm, try, I'm trying to find something to like about it because he seems nice and. Yeah. Well, here's what I like about it. I like the effort. I like that he wrote it. That was a pre-written joke. He yeah. he was yeah. on his way. You know, he woke up in the morning and was like, "You know what? If if nothing else today, I am gonna land this joke." And here we are talking about it. And in some ways, he did. Hey, well-behaved yeah. um, movers rarely make history. And he made a splash that day and love him or hate him. It's still an obsession. You know, I'm going to reference that reference humor. Here we go. <laughs> um, okay. Let's do our final segment. 
All right, what's the, let's do the final segment. It's my favorite segment in podcasting history. Our final segment is called Shoutouts, and in it we give a shout-out to anything that we enjoy, sort of in the classic style of imagine it's 2001 and you're at TRL in Times Square shouting out to your squad back home. Anything that you like, give it a shout-out. George, do you have one? I could, like, really wing it. It's Please. actually, I just want to say it is uh, by design that we don't think of these ahead of time because otherwise they wouldn't be spontaneous. So no one yep. can be mad at us that we, quote-unquote, had two months to prepare for the, quote-unquote, first episode of the <laughs> right. season. Yeah. But here's, you, I, I'm going to do one that is actually so basic that it is a commentary on being basic. Is mm. everyone ready? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, listeners, and welcome to season three of the pod. I want to give a quick shout out to Soaking Beans. This is something that feels very, you you might say feels very uh, 2015 or maybe 2016 or 2017. It's something people, you know, it's something you read the Allison Roman newsletter, let's say, and, and she says, and she, and she kind of makes it a thing of like, don't yell at me, I don't soak beans, sorry. And then you're like, oh, interesting, I guess there are debates happening about these in parts of the internet where people don't have to worry about other topics. But here's what I will tell you, listener, is that I just soaked beans for the first time, made them the other week, and guess what? The girlies are right. Uh -huh. I have never had a creamier lima bean in my life. Yeah. I made a completely improvised white bean salad and had it for lunch. We're talking corn, we're talking avocado. We are talking uh, feta, and we are talking parsley and a lemon dressing. And none of that will be possible without a little thing called soaking beans. And it's just mm. So shout and out beans. to Allison shout Roman, out. and I wish her the best. Woo. Shout out. Woo. Shout out. Allison is back. <laughs> She's been back. She's been back. Been back. Allison <laughs> Bin Roman. Oh, that that what I just did is a uh, reference. At, it's like reference humor it's as reference random. Humor. We actually are guilty of both random and reference humor, and we a need everyone to own up is. To it. Everyone is. I like reference humor a lot. No, no one I is. Mean, no one is making humor in a vacuum all the time. Of course, I want to. Of say. course, mm -hmm, of course. Mm -hmm. no so making don't, humor. Don't. I'm so. What, what the fuck am I saying? Making, making humor. humor. Hey. <laughs> okay. 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 Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Um, I've got one somewhere. Let's see. Okay, I've got it. What's up, freaks, losers, and perverts across the globe? I love you and I see you. I would like to give a shout out to the man selling water outside of the Chromatica concert last night because when I got out of that concert, I was overjoyed with joy, but I was feeling parched with water and I was dying. And I said, if someone, why is, I thought this was a capitalist nation. Why is no one selling water? I'm willing to pay upwards of $10 for a bottle of damn water because I am thirsty and then comes this man who yeah was probably going against the government and probably not licensed i hope that's okay with everyone sometimes i support unlicensed vendors and he said i will give you this water bottle for four dollars and i said i will pay that and i drank it and i wish i had gotten to because i was so fucking thirsty and getting out of that stadium was a nightmare i think i will maybe never go to that location again unless i of course have to to see my girl <laughs> stephanie germanata who i do still stand and i hope to one day be um dead 
As mentally ill as I was in 2020 to fall in love with her next album just as hard as I fell in love with Chromatica, I love America. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> wow, I did not expect it to end on I Love America. I yeah, love well, America. That was, a, that, was a, that was a random left turn that I enjoyed. Oh, here's what I will say. Unlicensed vendors are... In fact, I actually am going to bang pots and pans every day at 7 oh, p.m. Yeah. to honor unlicensed vendors. Yeah, I agree with that. They are some of our nation's greatest heroes. Mm -hmm. And Andrew Yang tried to comfort them, the churro people. Well, Ugh. How dare he? How dare he? Wish I could slap him across the face with a churro. He's one of America's worst people, actually. Yeah, yeah. I have to agree. Okay, who wants to go next? I'll go. I have something. I can. Oh, uh, Bone can go. Okay. Bone can go. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a fun one. As as okay. as these all have been. Oh. And they, they... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't questioning until you said that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Awkward. Okay. Random. Hey hey hey! I'm what's happening. That's a line from one of my favorite singers, Missy Elliott. But that's not my shout out, singer. Famously, I wanted to shout out the entire cast and crew of Into the Woods on Broadway. Woo. I saw this show on Wednesday night with our good friend Matt Whitaker. Um, I'm so sorry, Patrick Rogers, another good friend of ours. Um, I'm going with Matt Whitaker. Yes, Matt's going with Matt Whitaker. But I saw this production, um, you know, my favorite Sondheim show, the first Sondheim show I saw on videotape, the Bernadette Peters version, the original Broadway run. Um, very formative culture for me, I didn't realize. And you know what, shout out to Celestium for sharing with me this beautiful piece of wisdom that the most politically important and impactful art is children's books and anything having to do with children's stories because you know what, the, my favorite thing about Into the Woods is that it's a show about impact and that's why it's impactful. Sarah Bareilles, um, uh, Brian Darcy James, Patina Miller, Philip Sue, Gavin Creel, Julia Lester was a great little red, um, Annie Golden, who could forget, punk legend and Broadway legend Annie Golden, the, the mute lady on Orange is the New Black, when she opens her mouth and sings, you're happy. And you go, why? They make her mute. I loved it. Bye. <laughs> Woo! I loved all the listing of the names. I felt oh, like so I was good. like ready for sort of Oscars playout music to start. I thought that could have mm. been a sleigh. Yeah. As someone who's also seen it and is going again because it was just that fabulous, I have to concur with every word that my sister has just said. It's really excellent. It's one of my favorite theater experiences I've had. Anyway, wow. do you think? So here's my question. I went when Gavin Creel was in fact unavailable and his understudy filled in. Hmm. Oh, you didn't even see Cheyenne? I didn't even see Cheyenne. But luckily, unlike some people on the Zoom, I did see Sarah Bareilles. Oh! I, I saw Sarah. I literally went to the show and Sarah was sick. And I literally, I looked at my playbill and saw the role of the baker's wife will be portrayed by someone else. And I, I almost asked for a couple I literally, day, but I, I screenshot it. I, I screenshotted your story and sent it to Matthew. And I was like, this could not happen to a less deserving person. <laughs> this is like specifically for that to happen to you, for that to happen to Matt. So sad. It was really hard. And I'm going again on on the 23rd, and I'm Matt Whitaker and I are going, and he's seen it I think two times. Yeah. Already. Whoa. And so that that that's a testament. Um, and Bowen Yang and I are also going to see Leah Michelle in Funny Girl. I need to get my Can't tickets. Wait. Yet. But Can't unfortunately, wait. you do. It's gonna be difficult. I'm ready. Go for it. All Matt. right. Take it away. 
What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Matt Rogers. Third time on Stradio Lab. Very happy to be here. Thank you to the host for having me once again. I want to give a quick shout out to Desco V for Prep. It allows you not to use condoms because condoms fucking suck. <laughs> Who wants to use a condom? It's a whole thing. It's an awkward random moment when you're trying to get it yeah. on. Honestly, for me, I just rather stick it in raw, unprotected bareback, <laughs> if you will. I love raw, unprotected bareback sex and being come inside of myself and coming in other people. Desco V for Prep allows it to happen. Yes, I'm running the risk of getting other STIs always. But that doesn't really matter when I'm having such a great time. So thank you, doctors. Thank you, phys- physicians. Thank you, people in the lab, scientists, etc. Thank you to everyone that's made this possible. Shout out to you. Desk OV for prep. Get your prescription right now. So that just happened. So Matt just stand Big Pharma. That just happened. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. oh yeah. So oh, yeah. Matt just talked about fucking. Did anyone else hear that? <laughs> so I guess we're talking about fucking now. So we're a sex podcast now. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. You're welcome. Um, I got just a, made y'all relevant. I guess I'll see myself out. <laughs> um. Okay. Um, okay. I'm hard. Nothing, nothing else. <laughs> you know who is a master of the meta humor of awkwardness and randomness is Meg Stalter. Yes. Yeah. Meg has yeah. mastered it. Yeah, I was also thinking true. of Patty in conversation. Patty Harrison. Oh yeah, will respond to many things as uh, as as fake as elevated awkward as I would as elevated yes, call yes. it. Elevated um, awkward. Well, um, well, guys, thank you for being guys. here to kick off our third season. It's so special to have you guys on our first ep. It really means a lot. That really is an that honor. That really is an honor. And I just want to say for us as well. And can I just say congratulations on what I know is a, a, a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal that you signed. <laughs> and I just want to say I'll always remember us this way. <gasps> oh, love you guys. Yeah. Love you guys. When you look at me <laughs> um, and the whole world. No, let, let Matt sing us up. Yeah, I mean, okay, Matt, you can sing us up. Always remember us this way. Good night. Bye. Good night. <laughs> Gag. Right, okay, that'll happen. <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.